We're building this city one day at a time. Welcome to Grow Lincoln, the program with Lincoln's future in mind. Your hosts are former Lincoln City Councilwoman Robin Eshelman and Dave Albers, two experts in the field of commercial real estate and business development. Now, it's time to Grow Lincoln on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499 Pre-pandemic, if you wanted to purchase a hotel and you went in for a loan, generally in the United States, you had to have 35 to 40% equity. Today, it's 50%, according to Greg Friedman of Peachtree Hotel Group. Labor costs, the cost to remodel hotel rooms has gone up 30%. But overall, revenue for rooms has recovered nationwide. And in many cases, is 30% higher than before the pandemic. The air show at the airport brings a lot of tourists into Lincoln, so hopefully that will bring some guests from out of town to our local hotels. Uh, this segment is possible today because of Lower Platte South Natural Resource District and some new sponsors, Body Fit Training and Sorghum United. Coming up on the show today, we're going to talk about that air show with Rachel Barth from the airport. Corey Hart will be in from Nebraska Prep Equipment. And uh, John Henry's Plumbing is now offering electrical services, as well as, Robin, how many uh, electrical vehicles do we have in Lincoln? We get to find out. We're going to talk to Mark Skolnick from Lincoln Electric System. We've been counting the number of electric cars and watching that number I'm go up. I'm guessing it's increasing. It's probably gone up, yeah. Yeah. Well, well, let's let's introduce our guest. Let's welcome our first guest in the studio, Rachel Barth. How are you doing today? I'm good. How are you guys? Okay, the air show. This is the talk around town. It is. It is. Um, we were just talking about how we haven't had it for like six or seven years because of the pandemic. So everybody's like, isn't that crazy? So everybody's getting... It's been that long? It has been that long. Really? Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed six that. Years? It has. Yeah. So it was supposed to be, I think, in like 21 and then obviously got pushed. So everybody is gearing up for the Guardian of Freedom air show so getting excited for that for the end of this month that's such a fun thing to take the kids to it certainly is why don't you talk about all the events that you have with the air show because there's quite a few of them yeah so really that entire week um that last week of august is going to be super important to the airport because you know the angels will be flying in they'll be practicing they do a special show on that friday for a small group of people but really the event um the events that the public will be interested in will be that saturday and that sunday which is the 26th and 27th um this is free so it's free to attend the air show free parking um, but as you can imagine it's like a game day so the parking will be a little nuts, um, so we do tell everybody that, you know, even when the air show's done, expect delays getting home. Um, if you have to leave early, you know, we understand, but um, just parking has always been kind of a nightmare when you deal with <laughs> uh, large events like this. And so the state patrol will be out there helping to control traffic, but we're excited. Um, the show actually begins at 11, but we'll start seeing people show up as early as 930. You can bring um, folding chairs into the air show, but you cannot bring the bag that holds the um, chair. So that can easily fly oh, away. Um, oh. So just the chair itself, not the bag that goes in the chair. Um, no umbrellas, no coolers. Um, I was going to ask if you can bring beverages or food or will you have food trucks? Yep, there will be um, food trucks there. Um, they have like a national contract with like a big food company that will be there. Plenty of water, water stations. Um, you know, we also will have um, like 
EMT and people there too, just in case it gets too hot. Um, there will be some static, lots of static displays. So people can like, you kind of notice people gravitate towards some of the larger aircraft and kind of park their, their seats under there. There will be some tents um, where you can kind of go in and out of and see all the different vendors and things like that because people will be handing some stuff out. Um, but we're really excited. Um, also, one big change is it is a clear bag policy. And so just kind of following in line with like what Husker football does and Volley, Pinnacle Bank volleyball, Arena, volleyball, yeah. yeah, concerts a lot of the times. Um, so following in line with that, again, we do expect maybe around 200,000 people or more for those two days. So 200,000. Um, that's the numbers we've been hearing. So we're um, anxiously anticipating to see how those um, numbers shake out. But because we haven't had an air show for so long, we do think a lot of people will be coming into town um, for that. Obviously, a lot of locals. Again, it's free. So like you said, it's really fun to take the kids to. Um, praying the weather holds up, that it's not too hot, but it's also not windy and rainy. You know, you just kind of need a great fall day to make this perfect. Maybe a little overcast wouldn't wouldn't hurt. Um, but definitely, yeah, bring the sunscreen, you know, lather up and make sure you're staying safe um, during during the event. Yeah, well, this is this is good news for hotels in Lincoln. That, Boy, it this certainly will, this is. Two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand people. That's a uh, that's a lot of people. And our rest, our local restaurants, they're going to be happy. Need to be, yeah, especially down at the Haymarket. You need to be on top of that. So yeah, well, you've got movies and you've got tours you're giving and charity events. Yeah. Else, Talk yeah. about the movie that yes. you're going to have. The movies are yes. fun. I always love talking about our outdoor movies. And then sometimes I hear people like, I didn't know you do that. I'm like, how do you not know? I talk about it all the time. <laughs> like, I told yes. Jack and Dave and Robin. And, yes. yeah. Are you not listening to their show? Um, <laughs> so we have the... Um, Lincoln Airport Outdoor Movie Series. Um, we do them monthly, as you guys know. Um, they've really grown in popularity. We are now averaging about a thousand people each event. So really excited about that. The best part is, is we get to support local food trucks, local businesses, and then um, we usually try to maybe tie it to like a charity. And so with it being National Aviation Day on the I think nineteenth of August, the day before, we're doing a movie at the airport. So the eighteenth, so next Friday. Um, um, we are doing um, Top Gun Maverick, and we're going to show it on the old Cold War hangar where um, kind of Goodyear used to be, if people are familiar with that area. Right now, Commute Air leases half that building, and I think Lincoln Industries leases the other half. So Commute Air is the sponsor. Um, they're our maintenance base, and they do all the aircraft maintenance for um, United Airlines, and they fly our Denver and our Houston route for us. Um, so they're going to actually open up their hangar doors, allow people to come in oh, and tour the fun. hangar, which I think cool. is super cool. Um, and then we also have um, Sunday Fun Day Cruise Group coming, and they do um, – they're kind of like a car show group. It's like a safe way for some of the fast cars around town to, like, get together and show off um, Lamborghinis and cool motorcycles and stuff. So they're going to be there. Um, so, yeah, those movie um, tickets are free. So just jump on Eventbrite or follow us on social media. Um, we never turn anybody away. And then we have Fly Like Kai, um, a nonprofit here in Lincoln, um, who is helping to just kind of raise awareness and support for foster care kids. Um, Malachi Coleman started that nonprofit. Um, somebody from their board or his parents are going to come and speak about it. Oh, so be, we have a lot of nice. stuff going on. You sure do. Book that hotel room. Make those reservations for that weekend of August 25, 26. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You need to get on top of it. 
Uh, what a great event. This would be fun for the kids and a, a great outreach to greater Nebraska. So, yes. Yeah. Thanks for coming in, Rachel. Um, that's been Rachel Barth from the airport. Coming up next, Corey Hart will be in from Nebraska Prep Equipment. He's going to talk about restaurant design and how it's changing um, consumers. And we're going to ask him if we have bounced back and if indoor dining is a thing again now. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome to Grow Lincoln. Robin Ashelman from Ashelman Commercial Real Estate with you. And Dave Albers from the Albers Company. This segment is possible today because of Service Master Professional Building Maintenance, University of Nebraska-Lincoln College of Business, and a new sponsor, Transworld Business Advisors. Corey Hart from Nebraska Prep Equipment is in to talk about trends in restaurant design. Welcome to the show, Corey. Hello, how are you? We're doing good. Great. Um, want to ask you about the footprint, the size of a typical restaurant, because it seems like things are smaller than they used to be. Yeah, we're. Am seeing, I right? Yes, yes, and no. So a lot of our customers here in Lincoln and surrounding communities, they're uh, taking over facilities that have already been prior food establishments. So the footprint hasn't necessarily changed for those customers. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to make more with less. So. Kitchens are trying to get more stuff into these smaller spaces. Hmm. Uh, so we're seeing things, multifunctional equipment in these facilities. We're seeing compact sizes just so they can really maximize the smaller square footage hmm. of these existing facilities. Well, hey, we understand you did a little bit of work at Canyon Joe's yeah, so Barbecue. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So he's uh, purchased some equipment from us in the past. He's got a new facility. I think they're operating a few days a week around the uh, 18th and N to O, somewhere right through there. 200, yeah. 200 South 200. 18th Street. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah, barbecue. Barbecue. Yeah. Texas-style barbecue. And this is in, okay, we were debating about this before we went on air. Is this Antelope Valley or is this Telegraph District? I think it's Telegraph District. I and believe they advertise as Telegraph he District. He says Telegraph, right? I believe so. Yeah. But so. don't hold me to that. So check out Canyon <laughs> Joe's uh, Facebook page. Yeah, yeah. Look, uh, Google it. So Just check out Canyon Joe's, period. Just go down there and have some uh, barbecue. Now, we went on the morning show on KLIN on Thursday and because um, we were doing promo for today's show. And Jack Mitchell, we told him you were coming on air. And Jack Mitchell said, are we going to see in Lincoln what Chick-fil-A is talking about doing, which is um, they reduce the size of the restaurant and they have a drive through and they stack the, the, the food prep on top like a second story. Yeah, like so a it's conveyor system. really small. And they drop the food down like a bank teller. <laughs> uh, kind <laughs> of. Shoot. So we've actually seen this. And to, to answer your question, as far as are we going to see in Lincoln? I would never say never. Uh, when I can't answer that either, but uh, it definitely is a unique concept. And you know, as uh, as we're running out of dirt to build places, places are going up and not out. So I can see how this concept will work. I could see this in some highly urban and areas, maybe in major cities. Yeah. Exactly. So it is a cool concept, and it's a, it's a conveyor system. Basically, they're running this food from their prep area down to the lower levels, and the consumers are grabbing it in their cars, and away they go. And that keeps uh, you know these vehicles off the streets as well because you have more park I shouldn't say parking but holding areas for these cars. Yeah, yeah. which cities don't like that because those cars back up and they back up traffic and, and it, it causes danger, you know, accidents yeah. and stuff like that. Stacking requirements. Yeah, that's stacking. the term that we use. Yes. Talk to us about the sit-down dining. Are we busy with our lives and our kids and carrying out more? Are 
are we are we back to wanting to sit down? Is that increasing? You know, this is just pure speculation, but it seems that dining atmospheres have really, really excelled um, from where we were at two years ago. You know, uh, that's all become part of our culture. As a friend of mine, Chef Nazim over at Bryan Hospital, always says, food makes people happy. So... And it does. And they and want to be happy together. They want to be happy oh, together. Your comment just made me smile. Well, that's so. good because food does make people happy. So as we, as a culture, we're just used to that interaction with our families, our friends. What better place to do it than a sit-down restaurant over a meal? Yeah. So I think we want, I think the answer is we want both in Lincoln. We do. Yeah. You, you mentioned a little bit earlier about uh, some different technology that's happening with uh, restaurant equipment. Could you expand on that a little bit? Yeah, so we've discussed in the past these robots. Yeah, uh, a lot of robotic stuff we're seeing in food establishments. Uh, we don't want to lose that personal interaction, so I foresee this robotic bus carts, uh, maybe table runners, but we still want that interaction with our waiters, waitresses, waiting staff. Uh, also, we're seeing automatic fryer basket lifts, just essentially taking that one extra position out. I don't even say taking the position out, but uh, allowing that extra body to be in front of the, the guests. So, okay. So uh, when you say that. So you set a timer, you put you put your product yep. in the fryer, and then it will automatically just lift it up once the timer goes. Correct, out. because that keeps that consistent fry every time. Right. Where you got to set a timer if you're doing it manually. So it did. Uh, I don't want. Yeah, it makes it user more user friendly. Gotcha. What is the hottest piece of restaurant equipment that you're selling this year? What are, What are they buying this year? Our probably number one go-to is reach-in commercial refrigeration. Um, it's reach, kind of that reach-in. Reach-in. Yep. Yes, a self-contained, basically your home fridge, just much just larger. larger. Uh, <laughs> kind of a boring item, if you will, but it's, it's essential <laughs> and very critical in all food service uh, hospitality atmospheres. So that's always been our go-to, especially this time of year as it's hotter. These units are starting to fail quicker. And the nice thing is oh, yeah. we have them in stock. So if you ever get in a jam where yours goes down... Reach out to us, and we could probably have you one by the end of the day. And there were some restaurants that did close down the last heat wave because their kitchens were so hot. The air conditioning couldn't, couldn't keep, keep up. up. And, yeah, then you need a big refrigerator <laughs> to store all that food that you bought. Um, do we have time for restaurant news, Dave? We do have a little bit. So okay. let's, talk, uh, let's talk a little bit about Did you hear about Golden Corral? Corn. You know, I've, I've seen some equipment sitting over there, so I'm exciting to see what's going in. They're tearing that down, and that is going to be a Panda, Panda Express. Express. Yeah. And they said there will be some extra land available for a second because that Golden Crow was so big. So they're going to have room for a second restaurant, and they would lease the land out to that restaurant, and they could build something there. And then they would share the parking with each other. Very nice. So, yeah. Okay, well, Dave is saying now, Robin, don't keep going because this is starting to get a bit long. So we'll let you. <laughs> We're okay. We but... will let you out of here, Corey. When we come back, John Henry's is um, electrified. We will tell you why. Everyone is excited about new business, and our business is to tell you what's new. This is Grow Lincoln on fourteen hundred and ninety nine three KLIN. We're proud to bring you this show on 1400 AM, 99.3 FM streaming and podcast, which the podcast will be up as soon as this is over. This segment is possible today because of Lincoln Airport Authority, Charter Title, and Nebraska Prep Equipment. John Henry's 
plumbing, heating, and air conditioning. It's been around Lincoln a lot of years, and they are currently electrified. So we brought in Seth to explain what that means. <laughs> Welcome to the show here. Thank you very much. New it's good to be here. New division for you, right? Yes, very exciting. Well, describe the electrical services you got. How did you decide to do this? So I think John Henry's have been, they've been planning on doing this for a while now. Have they? Yep. So it's pretty exciting. Um, it's kind of turning into a one-stop shop for us. So that's, that's exciting. Um, you know, you get your plumbers in there, your heating and HVAC guys. And uh, now we might have... as well just get the electrician while you're at it because you Absolutely. guys have been doing like bathroom remodels for people and like, yep. like yep. you're doing like the general basically to do the whole job, right? Yep. From start to finish. Yep. We that, do. Yeah. That makes sense. Did you merge with another company or did you just start hiring people? And... Nope. They, uh, they went out and, uh, uh, hired me about six months ago, and uh, we've been kind of growing ever since. So, yep. so are you the one with the master's uh, license? Then I am. Yep. Yep. Just for our listeners, you are required to have a master's license uh, in electric and in, in order to pull building permits for that, yep, for that your electricity. Is, that is correct. They have to have to have a master. Just which to... means you have to take a couple of tests. Yep, it was it was a long, extensive test. I'm glad that's out of the way. So, <laughs> now does this include commercial buildings? Or are you pretty much just sticking with residential at this point? Right now, we're pretty much residential. Um, as we grow, we do plan on taking on more of the bigger commercial jobs. But for right now, we're sticking kind of just to the the residential. So, and and if it is residential, are there certain things that the public would need to know that? the scope of services you provide ends at this point, you know, like, do you do stuff out in the yard relating to the patio or yeah, you well, stick to the bathroom or what's your scope of service? No, we would, we would definitely um, do like some landscape lighting and stuff like that. But, oh, would you? Yep. So kind of where it ends is um, we're not your appliance guys, right? You're uh, say you're, you don't fix the dishwasher. Exactly. Your dryer <laughs> goes down. We're not going to be able to come out and fix it. For you, but uh, but if you're doing some wiring or adding some lighting or remodeling pretty much anything in the house, then definitely remodels, unfinished basements. I was gonna say your theater, your home theater. Yep, yep. Um, you... retrofit lighting, under cabinet lighting, um, panel upgrades, uh, surge protectors, ceiling fans. You know, pretty much anything okay. in your home. So that's good to know. Yeah, I was just gonna is gonna say so if people need to change out their lights or whatever. Oh, uh, definitely. Uh, all their electrical fixtures. Hey, give you guys a call. Absolutely. Great. Lincoln has a notoriously low available workforce, and you mentioned they came after you and and found you. Um, has it been challenging to hire the workers? Or were they really excited to hear there was something new, and maybe it wasn't all that hard to get them? Or what? Can you describe what that was like? Yeah, definitely. Um, so a lot of the guys that we have have kind of been just word of mouth through uh, employees that already work for nice. John Henry's. Um, knew some some guys that have been working around the Lincoln area for the last four to five years. So, um, yeah. So. Well, that's good that the word of mouth was strong enough to be effective, and you didn't have to go to trade. You know, definitely go to career fairs and stuff like that. And we have done a career fair at. Um, uh, SEC in Milford, and we plan to go to more career fair fairs in the future. Um, and we also have postings on Indeed and 
so obviously you, you, always you do it all definitely always looking for uh motivated skilled workers so now that you're going to have electrical are you going to change your name and add that on to uh, the list? Well, I did see they changed it on their Facebook page already to John right. Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air, and Electrical. So the- There we go. We are going to have to add this We're gonna have to, to add our this. Grow Lincoln notes. And remember, <laughs> they've got a much longer name now than they used to. That's right. Well, good. Well, congratulations on your new venture there. Um, thanks for coming in to tell us. And so, folks, uh, well, okay, how should people Google you? What's your Facebook? You, I mean, uh, always. You is can... it under John Henry's? Just do John Henry's Plumbing, and then that'll probably get you there, right? Definitely. And always, you can call in to 402-435-5555. Oh, of course you can. I, I, I'm used to that number. <laughs> yeah, the you easy, hear it all over the place. Easy so. commercial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Seth, for coming in, and good luck with us. Thank you very much for having me. Coming up next, how many electric vehicles do we have at this time in Lincoln, Nebraska? And if you want to get one, what do you have to do to your home garage? Oh, gosh, we can have John Henry's. John Henry's can probably help with that. (laughs) Yes, they can probably help. All right. We'll talk to Mark Schoenick from LES next. Economic development is not boring. It's our future. It's Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. To hear past Grow Lincoln episodes with businesses opening, closings, and interviews with business owners and managers in our community, check out KLIN.com and the podcast section of the website. And now we are on Apple Podcast. This segment is possible today because of John Henry's plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. Lincoln Chamber of Commerce. Baylor Evnen, uh Wolf Tannehill Law Firm. Robin, you're trying to jump up ahead of me, and I'm not going to let you do that. Some of these companies are adding length to their names, and I thought you were done. <laughs> oh, Too well, long of a pause. Sorry about that. Well, in the studio, Mark Skolnick from Lincoln Electric System. We brought him in to ask him, I mean, something we've been kind of watching. How many electric vehicles are there? Mr. Eshelman at our house is looking at those thinking he doesn't want to pump gas anymore. How are you doing today? It's great. It's been a while. It's been a hot <laughs> minute. Mr. Eshelman specifically asked if we could get you on the show to talk oh, about okay. electric Well, I vehicles. hope I don't disappoint Mr. Eshelman. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you guys are doing a lot of education in the community. Community. You're doing events and really trying yeah. to promote this. So talk a little bit about that. Yes. Uh, one of our roles as public power provider is to engage and ed- educate customers about newer technologies. And of course, electric vehicles are emerging. Uh, and, you know, it used to be you'd see a Tesla down the street and you'd say, look, there goes a Tesla today. Yeah, it's, it's not a big deal. You're, it's not only the Teslas, but more models are out there. So LES has an event coming up on September 24th at Haymarket Park from 9 to 1 p.m. called an EV Ride and Drive. And it essentially allows customers to sign up in advance to test drive one of any number of vehicles that we're going to have available uh, to go around Haymarket Park. There's a, there's a great path we have about a mile long around Haymarket Park to do a test drive. We've got any number of dealerships that are participating. And uh, the last one we did was two years ago. We had over 300 test drives. We expect more than that now. But if folks go to LES.com starting Monday, August the 14th, they can register for a uh, time slot to test drive, but we'll also have informational workshops, 
Uh, there's three of those that will be held about EV 101, EV charging 101. We'll have a panel of dealers and EV owners. We'll also have EV owners with their vehicles so they can talk to folks who actually own the cars and, and understand the EV owning experience, driving experience, all of that. Again, 9 to 1, Sunday, September 24th at Haymarket Park, and we'd love to have people come out and participate. So that's a Sunday. That's a Sunday. Not, not during football, so you don't have to a, worry about it. A day after that. a football day game. after yeah. a football game. Got it. Good. For people serious about getting an electric vehicle, what modifications do need to be made to a garage? Well, there are some, actually, that buy their vehicle, they get a cord with that vehicle, and they plug into a standard outlet. Uh, so sometimes you don't even have to modify your garage. However, you get about three miles of range per hour of charge when you plug into a 120-volt outlet. Okay, Which is your standard Which outlet. Which is standard outlet. It's just a standard yeah. outlet. You just and you it. know, in Lincoln, the average round trip for any particular individual is about 20 to 24 miles a day. That's cutting it close. It, actually, with the battery ranges, they're well over 200 miles for these electric vehicles. So... There are plenty of people that charge no problem overnight that, that there's no problem. If your office is close or your place of work is nearby, yeah. yeah. Even within the city limits, um, if you're not having to commute to Omaha or other places that are farther out of town, you can get by with a with standard just outlet. Just an overnight. But um, we do see folks upgrade to what's called level two. All that means is, you know, your dryer outlet is different than your standard outlet. That's 240 right. volts. And that will give you 25 miles of range per hour oh, when you wow. plug into that. Right. And the upgrade costs can vary, of course, depending on a variety of variables, but usually between one and $2,000 would get your electrical upgrade with the plug and the charger. Uh, and there's also a federal tax credit available of up to $1,000. So that can defray some of those costs. Uh, so here's the big question. How many electric vehicles do we have in Lincoln and Waverly, Lancaster County, probably. Yeah, as of July 1st, there were over 1,400 plug-in vehicles. Most of those are all electric, but there are a fair Four, number of 1400. over 1,400. And there are plug-in hybrid electric vehicles as well. 4% um, of all new vehicles purchased in the second quarter of this year were plug-in vehicles. And that's a little above the state average. The national average is about 8% get out to California, it's over 10%. Oh, I bet. Uh, and there are some counties where it's 30 to 40% in California. But they've mm. got a lot of, of legislation and mandates that are pushing a lot of that adoption. But because there are more models available, um, we're starting to see more adoption. We expect those adoption numbers to continue to increase. You were in here a few months ago and we asked that. And I think at the time it was... It was 1,000, like, if I remember Yeah, correctly. probably be about right. Wow. So you've that's a 40% increase yeah. just since we had you yeah. in a few months ago. Yeah. Wow. How quickly do you think it's going to continue? I mean, you think it's going to be 40% or... Well, yeah, the rate of change, there's, there's tailwinds and headwinds. Um, some of the tailwinds, the things pushing adoption, is more models available. We're going right. to we have 90 today. There'll be 180 by 2026. Uh, the big automakers, GM, Ford, um, Stellantis, which used to be called Chrysler, they're all investing together over a trillion dollars in battery manufacturing and new assembly plants. So you know when the when the big manufacturers are committed to it, something's going to happen. Mm -hmm, um, right. Some of the headwinds is costs need to come down. Yes. Um, range needs to increase. And the DC fast charging, those are the fast chargers on the interstate, need more reliability. And they're working on that as well um, for non-Tesla stations particularly. 
So it really is a combination of variables of, of pushing adoption, others that will be challenging adoption, but over time we're going to see this increase continue. So are the Teslas the uh, different than the other yes. vehicles in terms of how you their charging stations. Correct. That is correct, Dave. So it would be nice to have that be uniform. And that's it? what's happening because yeah. Ford and GM and other automakers are working with Tesla to allow non-Teslas to charge at the very reliable Tesla superchargers. So that is happening. You remember VHS and Betamax? Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. When they first came out, there were these two standards. We're starting to see consolidation. And Good. that happens when new technologies are brought to the market. Right. So we're starting to see standardization. Um, Tesla uses what's called the North American Charging Standard. We're starting to see a movement over time towards that. Uh, so they know, automakers know that people need to feel confident when they travel over the highway that they're going to have a reliable charging station as they need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting. So stuff. are there plugs different also? Yes. So so you'd yes. have to have like an adapter correct. or something. That like is that. correct. Okay. An adapter. And then the automakers that aren't Tesla said that they're going to start manufacturing vehicles that will have the Tesla North American charging standard plug in the vehicle starting in the next couple of years. But an adapter will bridge that time. Gotcha. Isn't right. that amazing to hear how this is I, changing? I mean, I just popped this it, off the top of my head because I, you know, I'm around a little bit of electrical stuff. So I was just wondering, how are you going to pull that off? Because when I see those Tesla things, I just go, you got to have, you got to have, that's got to be uniform. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And that's where things are heading. I'm sure. Anything else, Mark? Goodness, we covered a lot of bases. Um, again, I, I really want people to consider coming out for our, for our EV uh, ride and drive uh, and to uh, monitor as more models come out. Because, you know, 75% of the vehicles on the road today, crossovers, pickups, and SUVs. And that's what we see coming down the pike. Yeah. We already have Ford F-150 Lightnings out there. You may have yeah. seen one and not even known that that was an electric Realized pickup. Realized that that was electric. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's where we're at. It's exciting times. And it's, you know, it's really fun to go inside these vehicles and see yes, what the, the dashboard looks like. And yeah, exactly. It's the just advanced like electronics. It's space age. Yeah. It is space age. You've yeah. got one big screen that controls everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything. I, I, I think some of the uh, people are going to miss the, the roar of an engine that you're used to if you're a little bit older. Yeah. These are quiet vehicles. Yeah. They are. Well, thanks again, well, thanks Mark. Thanks a lot for coming in. This is just fascinating. Coming up next, let's see, Dave, what is coming up next? Well, we're going to talk about what's happening around town, Robin. Open. Are we to the end of the show already? Yes. Businesses opening, closing, and moving around. This city is my city, and I love it. Yeah, I love it. I was born and raised here. I got it made And if I have my way, I'm going to stay. Grow Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. If you see construction and remodeling around town and wonder what it is, provide us with an approximate address, a photo if you have it, and tell us what you know about it. We'll check it out. This segment is possible today because of Realtors Association of Lincoln, Sarder Heyman Jewelers, and Lincoln Electric System. Downtown in the Haymarket area, the rail yard uh, kind of struggled in recent years. The retail didn't 
really work out. The bars well, we've, and, re- we've the had bars a, and we've restaurants. Had a, yeah, we, we've had a t- some turnover. Turnover, down. yeah, yeah. yeah. We, the stayed fairly occupied, though. But there was some vacant space on the first floor and the second floor. Excel Realty Group announced that they are going to the second floor of the rail yard, and so that had been converted into offices, and they're going to take mm-hmm. some of that. Yeah, and I th- thought that was kind of interesting for a, a realty company to go in, in. A real estate company going into the hay market. Yeah, I just that, that's a little bit different. So yay for them. We're happy for them. Hey, Robin, I saw a building permit, and I thought it was interesting because of, uh, well, who's going in? This is a 1040 O Street Um there is going to be some construction of uh, the Mill Coffee Shop pop-up. It's a pop-up, and it's going to be within the Ticket Radio Station studio. They will not be making their food there, but they'll bring food there. It'll The food will be made uh, off-site, but naturally the drinks will be made on-site. And this is open to the public, in case people were wondering. Fairly small building permit, $30,000, but I thought I just thought it was interesting, a pop-up mill you know coffee shop remember there was a scooters across the street at gold's galleria that shut down yes there was so this would be other side of o street maybe this i don't know maybe this will work a little better we'll we'll find out especially if they're sharing space with with another company and they're not taking up a lot of tables and you can just run in and get your coffee and go yeah i think it'll be maybe that's a better chance to succeed sure and the mill, you know, everybody likes the mill. Sure. Uh, 1010 Lincoln Mall, uh, Clark Anderson is doing uh, some tenant improvements there. And I bring it up because, you know, they're a fairly significant company here in town. They're an architecture firm. Right. Architectural firm and engineering firm. $250,000 building permit. And uh, for the people who don't know where Lincoln Mall is, that is... We call it the mall, but it's the area right between the city county building and the state capitol. So, see, there are office buildings downtown. There are companies downtown investing in office space and remodeling. It's still there, folks. Yep. Um, Up in North Lincoln, a couple things happening up at 4620 Bear Avenue, which would be along Superior Boulevard. It would be effectively like... 32nd Street. Like about 32nd and Superior. Two things going on. Um, Little Risky Bar has migrated from University Place. They're kind of a variation of the Risky Bar that used to be there. One of the the family members um, is opening a slightly different but very similar concept. Um, And then next to them, Caesar's Pizza. Yeah, Little Caesar's Pizza. Little little Caesar's Pizza open next next door to Little Risky. Yeah. Robin, we also have uh, a building permit that uh, popped up out on North 84th. This is 4841 North 84th, and I think most people recognize it as the building that has... uh, uh, Casa Bavina and Mercado in it. They're going to build a new commissary building there with uh, kitchen and dry storage and mechanical rooms. $700,000. Boy, they've been putting some money into real estate lately. I saw their new store. It, I was there way too early and it wasn't op- uh, 
open for the day yet, but I saw their new store when I was riding my bike this morning down at 29th and Yankee Hill Road. Yep. 8601 South 30th. I, like I rolled my bike over and like looked in the windows to <laughs> see because I hadn't been in there yet. Yeah, that's a nice store though, isn't it? Yeah, yes. yeah. It's really nice. I think that'll be uh, helpful for the people on the south side of Lincoln. Yeah, you can pick up some steak there and then they've got the herbs and the bread and other things to go along with your meal. Robin, I also saw a permit for the Domino's Pizza that it's at 1055 Sanders. That's basically around the 10th and Cornhusker area, if I remember correctly. Little interior remodel, even even a standard building like a Domino's that you don't think needs a whole lot of remodel, they still have to upgrade things, $50,000. That's not easy to work in that. I wonder if they're open. Like while they're, they're doing they're, they're doing this while they're remodeling. I, I um, tried to go to a Mediterranean place. Remember... A year or two ago, we went with a KLIN team to Fatouche Mediterranean right. restaurant up on, it's on like North 27th. It's a, a couple blocks north of that. And it was supper time. So I wasn't terribly surprised, but it wasn't open. I thought, well, maybe they're just doing lunch. But the next day I checked thinking, well, are they like permanently closed or, you know, they're only open at lunch or what's the deal there? And their website said that they were taking a month off for vacation and that they would be back on a certain date. You know, so it's like a family right. restaurant. You know, if the husband and the wife or whatever are, you know, how are they going to get time off? They do have to shut down. So maybe they're doing that at Domino's. Well, Just no, a little quick. I guess I digressed and I <laughs> sort of got off the subject there. Well, uh, Robin, we had uh, somebody wondering about what was happening there on approximately 48th and Vine Street. Uh, the Kelly's Carpet and Furniture is closed. That's and- shut down. Yeah. That had actually been here for a long time. Yeah, I remember I'd that. I'd say oh, well over a decade. Well, they're doing some work on it, and we, we did a little checking Uh I put, I, yeah, I walked up to an on-site workman and asked him, well, where did Kelly's move to? And he didn't know. But he goes, well, this is going to be a fitness center. Right. So assuming he's right, then it'll, it's just going to be a change of use. Change of use at 48th and uh, Vine Street there. Uh, Robin, we have a few more things that we wanted to talk about over in the Havelock area. Heritage Bible Church bought... The former Farmers Bank, and then it was subsequently known as First State Bank, and this was back in 2020 when they bought it. And Heritage Bible Church is constructing 1893 coffee and cream, as in ice cream, uh, further indicating that ice cream is indeed a microtrend in Lincoln because we've had several of these. Well, and I like ice cream, Robin, so I'm, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I am okay with that. Uh, further to the north at 5600 North 58th, there is a Red Bull Distribution Center. Uh, they're just doing a little bit of work there, but just that a little amount of work in the office and the warehouse, $201,000. $201,000 building permit for a Red Bull facility. That's yeah, how just, much that's how much we're drinking, folks. Just just for the just for the office and a small amount of warehouse. I, I bet a lot of people had no idea that we had Red Bull offices and warehouses up on North 58th Street. <laughs> Probably not. 
Hey, the last one I'd like to talk about is uh, Burlington Northern is doing a project for their main office, and they're going to be doing this over about a three-year time frame on three floors. And I bring it up mostly because it is $1,184,000. Yeah, they're remodeling their office building. Thanks for joining us on Grow Lincoln. Send us photos of businesses opening, closing, or relocating via Facebook or Twitter.